This is You Don't Say, conversations about the Black experience in Columbia, then and now. I'm Takiya Thomas. Barbara Harrell and Anel Witt have both raised families while fielding careers over the decades. Harrell, a lifelong Colombian, worked 45 years for MU and is an advocate for African-American history and preservation. Anel Witt spent more than two decades as an insurance executive and now runs the Columbia Public Schools District's Max Scholars Program. The two women talked recently at Harrell's alma mater, Douglas High School, about their experiences working, shopping, and living in Columbia. Anel Witt begins the conversation about how, through the decades, things have and haven't changed. When I think about my childhood, with all the challenges, the civil rights movement, all this stuff going on, yet there was a ease. There was a happiness. There was um, a calmness as a child that I had that I don't know that I see a lot of students having now. Do you know what I'm saying, Barbara? Sure. We grew up very peaceful. Yes. I always say I grew up north of Broadway. I never crossed Broadway to do anything. I didn't work on that side, and only the blacks that worked on that side of Broadway worked on, you know, were there working for the university or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, were over there. Because everything we did was right here, and that's the reason for the historical black trail. We right. want to show you what we had here. Mm -hmm. I mean, we lived in our own, we were very self-contained in our own, in our own areas. So tell us talk about a little bit about the Sharp Bend. There's two stories about the Sharp Bend now. That yeah, got its well, name now. it's their story and it's the real story. Yeah, well give me, give me their story and then give me the real story. The, their story is, oh, that's a terrible place. It's, you know, it's, it's rough, it's, it's all of it. Sharp Bend, which was at first called Black Creek. Okay. Okay, was an area that was biz, black businesses, and we were only one block, both sides of um, Walnut, businesses, and some residents were there. If you mm -hmm. look at it, there are some residents that were lived in the, in the top floors of mm -hmm. it. But the business was there, your barber shops, your, your, your stores, other than the grocery stores and things we had in the neighborhood. That were owned by white folks. White folks owned the, owned the, the grocery stores, except for one, Mr. Renfro. Yeah. Mr. Renfro had a store on, on Switzerland, and mm -hmm. that was the neighborhood store. Okay. You know, he ran it, his wife ran a neighborhood tab. You go in and, and you sign it. You know, you paid your bill monthly, and you bought the groceries from them. And then others came into, you know, like Manor Bread, and all of those people came into the neighborhood. S same with clothing. Mm -hmm. there, were, there were white companies that came in to sell clothing. Hmm. in the neighborhood. But most of us, we, if we, we didn't buy them from ourselves, there were a few blacks that made clothes, tailors and hat mm -hmm. makers and all of that back in the day. We went to the city to get our, I, all my clothes came from St. Louis. So I heard, I've, heard, I've heard other folks say that uh, like going downtown on Broadway now, that there were stores that even if you got to go in oh, and you could not try the clothes on. So talk to me about JC that. JCPenney's, their biggest item, highest price dress was nineteen ninety nine. And you could buy it, but you couldn't try it on. Columbia hasn't changed mm. that much, folks. Mm. It's it's more hidden. Mm -hmm. And when when the, the stores, the same way with the mall and different places, you know, I said I'm I'm we're the invisible uh, minority here because they don't see us. 
people have to realize that people are still dealing yeah. with in Columbia. And we talked this mm -hmm. diversity. Mm -hmm. Show it. Yeah. Show me what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Don't don't uh, don't keep putting it on mm -hmm. banners and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Show me what you're talking about. This is You Don't Say. I'm Takiya Thomas, and we're listening to a conversation between Barbara Harrell and Anel Witt. Harrell is a lifelong Colombian who works on historic preservation efforts with the Sharp and Heritage Committee, and Witt is the director of Columbia Public Schools' Max Scholars Program. Now, back to the conversation. I tell the story in, in, in one of my equity classes when I'm trying to help people to understand um, privilege. Because in the, in the realm of social justice work, when we start talking about privilege, if I'm going to be very apparent, oftentimes white folks have a harder time with that word. Oh, than, yeah, than, white privilege is scary. Mm -hmm. And so I always preface that with that privilege in itself, there's nothing wrong with it. The question is, what do you do with it when you, once you recognize you mm -hmm. have it? Because privilege is our notion of, of power, influence, and authority. Um, I'm sitting in the middle of my two black girlfriends on this side, my two white girls on this side. My two black girlfriends were having this conversation, and the conversation went like this. Have you had the conversation? Yeah, I had the conversation. How'd it go? It was so difficult. And we're going on. So my white girlfriend looks up and says, what are y'all talking about? Y'all only had a whole conversation, and all y'all saying is a conversation. She says, what are you talking about? So I said, the conversation is our kids, our boys were getting ready to drive. Mm -hmm. And the conversation is when you get stopped by the police, not mm -hmm. if you get stopped, when you get stopped. You know, it's How yes, sir, no, sir, mm -hmm. hands on wheel. Mm -hmm. if, if do not get the registration out of the glove code insurance, you, t you ask them first. Mm -hmm. My white girlfriend looks at me, she says, I never had that conversation before with my boys. I would never even have the conversation. And I said, that's privilege. That's privilege. Mm -hmm. The fact that you don't even have to think about it, that you have the privilege as a white mother, that that's not even in your consciousness, that's privilege. The idea is that you don't even think about it. And so I use that, that as an example to help people to understand that when we um, start talking about these things, we realize we're more alike than different. Because even though they don't have to think about that, as mothers, we still worry about some other things that are very similar. Mm -hmm. Because it's like this, with my white girlfriend, we start talking about sicknesses with, with children or financial issues, their tears are the same as my tears. Mm -hmm. There's and no difference with my white sometimes girl. Sometimes they're hard right, tears because right, they don't understand. They right, don't know hard times. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about those things that we share as women, as mother, and we cry with each other and we're there to support each other, we realize that we are so much more alike than we are different, and that when we can start sharing our spaces and sharing our experiences, I, I just think that's the only way that we're going to really get through some of these things that divide us as a community and as people. Now, I may be naive, I, but I, I just, I, I have to believe that to be true. That was Anel Witt talking with Barbara Harrell, and the conversation is part of KDIA's You Don't Say series. You Don't Say is a special project commissioned by the city's Bicentennial Como 200 Task Force. It's co-produced by the Shark Bend Heritage Committee and KDIA. You can hear more conversations at kdia.org. Bringing back sweet memories.